Welcome to Expert Views on Alternative Dispute Resolution, ADR, a podcast about simplifying ADR in a bid to get um, more potential users um, to start using the scheme. My name is Chinwe Stella Umebolo. I am a PhD law student from the University of Brighton, United Kingdom. This weekend, I'm delighted to welcome Mr. Ikechuku Onoma, the managing partner of Obra Legal, a lawyer with over 14 years experience in litigation, domestic and international arbitration. He is also a chartered mediator who has mediated over 15 cases at the Enugu State Multi-Door Courthouse, ESMDC. Welcome, Mr. Ike Chuku. Thank you so much, Chinwe. I'm delighted to be part of this um, podcast, which I think will serve as a veritable tool in expounding and bringing to the limelight EDR, especially here in Nigeria and in Africa and in the world in general. I really um, love your work. Thank you. I like to just say kudos, continue and keep it up. Oh, thank you so much, Mr. Ike. Um, it's a great honor to have you as well. Um, so I have two questions um, lined up for you. Um, the first question is what prompted the bet of ESMDC? And the second one is what are the factors that could influence the selection of an ADR option? Um, but let's start with the first one. Thank you. All right. So I think um, as regards the first question, yeah. I'll uh, quickly give an overview um, that is centered on four points. Okay. Well, I think that what perhaps um, I could envisage as having prompted the birth of Enugu State Multidor Courthouse is, well, one, to enhance access to justice by providing alternative mechanism to supplement litigation in the resolution of disputes. Yes. Well, the second is to minimize the frustration faced by citizens in the justice delivery process. And I think um, the third one is to provide a standard or uh, I'll say a legal framework for the fair and efficient settlement of disputes through ADR. Okay. And the fourth and the final one, which I think is an ideal because we've not yet achieved it, but we are gradually and steadily working towards it, is to become the ADR hub of the region. Okay. The whole entire East. Hmm. I think these are the four points I'll mention. Oh, thank you so much. That's quite detailed. Although it's a, it's four points, but it's detailed and um, um, informative as well. Um, so should we go to the second question? What are the factors that well, could... The, yeah. Well, the, the, the factors, um, I think, here, especially in the East, yeah. and I think I'll dare say in Nigeria in general, that um, affect the choice of um, or the choice of election of ADR as a as a means of dispute resolution is a bit um, is a bit deep. I think that the first one I'll mention is probably the mindset. Mm, yeah, that's the first one. The mindset of legal practitioners 
and the mindset of the collaborative agencies, I'll say, and communities of friendship that perhaps uh, most times intervene in dispute resolution. Thank the you. mindset. I'll also quickly move to the second one, which is efficiency and speed, right? And um, efficiency and speed in the justice delivery system. The third one, which I'll probably lay a bit of emphasis on um, uh, once I, 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 I do the drop down, will be the finance, right? Because we are heavily affected by the income flow or the streams of income of lawyers. I think this three points um, kind of summarize the broad category of the factors that affect the election of ADR as a means of dispute resolution. Hmm. Oh. Well, I can quickly just go over it in a few minutes. Okay, thank you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the first point I had mentioned is the mindset. Yeah. I'll quickly go to the roots. Well, you see the, the alternative dispute resolution um, here um, you, you will realize that the people who participate or who are called collaborators, like I used, um, because there's also that collaborative law that we find in dispute resolution, yeah. uh, and the communities of friendship, perhaps they, they, they draw or even um, date back to customary arbitration, um, the churches, the family, the different groups that may intervene in dispute resolution, not just the institutionalized um, multi-docot houses. Yeah. The mind frame that we all have is sometimes binding and um, uh, a bit uh, a bit uh, disputy, right? You mm -hmm. find that people in the law school are not really, really immense in that aspect of dispute resolution, yeah. which is ADR. I'll quickly move to the second one. Um, the efficiency and speed. Um, many times in commercial uh, litigation or commercial dispute, I'll say not litigation, in commercial disputes, you realize that uh, most of them will want a speedy resolution of their disputes. However, the, because we are still developing here in Nigeria and also in the East, I'll say, you realize that industrialization it constitutes a not too great a percentage of our disputes. Okay. You realize that um, here in the East, quite a number of the disputes are still from the lands, chieftaincy, okay. uh, perhaps uh, personal uh, disputes arising from family. And as a consequence, sometimes that aspect of efficiency or speed may not be the primary factor. Hmm. But um, the primary factor may be that of retribution. So, Let's, uh, let, let me show the other person that I am superior. Yeah. Um, once we have more commercial cases, you realize that they, they always elect, uh, almost always elect alternative dispute resolution. And I'll go to the third one, which um, affects us a lot here, especially as lawyers yeah. who are the direct beneficiaries and then also users of the ADR, which is finance. Mm -hmm. Many times the lawyers feel that alternative dispute resolution removes money from their pocket rather than bringing income or rather than forming an alternative stream of income. Now, this um, is something that we feel that if they are uh, 
perhaps motivations yeah. and also things that could endear them more to ADR, it will be easy to pick up. I will mention a few and I'll, and I'll stop there. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, I think that um, if there are more institutions like the multi-door courthouse um, that perhaps bring together the users, then the streams of income could be accumulated and it will be easy to disperse the lawyers who use this or who employ this tool. So the institutions can serve as a means of, I'll say, coalition yeah. of this disputes and then also as a means of distribution of the income in such a way that the lawyers do not have to spend private or individual time hunting the uh, hunting the briefs of, that will lead to this um, use of alternative dispute resolution. Yeah. The second, which um, had appeared in a couple of articles, and in fact I had read recently yeah. in the Journal of Arbitration, mm-hmm. is the fact that lawyers need to um, review the way that they bill. Okay. The billing system is a is an is an intrinsic part of the lawyers' um, business, and I think that if they review the way that they bill to include alternative dispute resolution as a process, as a choice which can be offered to the litigant, then I think it will be easy for the litigant to realize that this is a process which saves you time, mm-hmm. costs, effort, and which ultimately ought to be paid for. And um, I'll uh, end this point by saying that the lawyers also have an ethical obligation by their training to inform their clients when their disputes or when the issue in question is arbitrable, when it could be submitted to arbitration or to mediation. They owe the, the clients a duty to try to have what we call a good faith attempt at alternative dispute resolution before engaging the court, as we know it, as yeah. the litigation process. Yeah. So I think that this this um these three points that I have mentioned, which is the mindset, mm-hmm. the efficiency and speed and finance, um, are factors that heavily influence. But above all, I think that the lawyers will always remember that we have that obligation, that ethical obligation to try to help our, our clients resolve their disputes by alternative dispute resolution prior to engaging in litigation. I'll put a bit of a quote. Yeah. It is true that there are some matters that are not that are not arbitrable, that are matters that perhaps may not be, that cannot be conveniently tried in alternative dispute resolution. But many of them can be conveniently tried yeah. in alternative dispute resolution. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, IK, for this um, enlightening me on, you know, this um, three points you raised about mindset and um, and motivation about lawyers having ethical um, um, duty to um, suggest, um, encourage their 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 um, clients to clients, yeah, yeah opt for ADR and. Um,
that's um, quite detailed and informative as well. And um, I'm yeah grateful that you you know you point you stated um, those um, three points um, out on this um, platform. Um, another question I have a question or you know kind of um, what's your take on um, um, what could be done? Like, is there any you mentioned um, motivation? Do you have any suggestions, you know, as to what would motivate lawyers to, you know, um, encourage more and more of their clients to um, um, go for, opt for ADR in order to ease the burden of the court, um, you know, and, you know, and the mindset as well, what could be done to, you know, change that, that psych. I know the um, like um, the multi-door courthouse that has been, you know, um, 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 better in um, Nigeria has also gone a long way to change that mindset. But um, like you, you pointed out, and from other literature um, I've read, um, there's still um, some lawyers that are yet to shift from the old uh, mindset, you know, like being in lit being litigation that was an only option for 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 us for you know them to you know settle disputes um, with. So what what are your suggestions that could you know get more and more lawyers to you know um, follow this path, the ADR path? All right, thank you very much for that question. Um, as regards the um, the things that could uh, perhaps motivate lawyers to do the ADR part. Yes. Uh, usually, I, I I call it um, CAC. It's usually not it's not corporate trade commission, <laughs> but it's a cultural cultural awareness and career. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, it's CAC. Can you right, call it I, again? I like culture. Is culture is the first one. Yes. Awareness is oh. the second. Mm -hmm. And career is the third. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Go yeah, on then. They usually refer to it as CAC. <laughs> Not the <laughs> usual CAC, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the usual CAC. Uh, it's like a, a tripod, right? Yeah. So those um, motivational factors to enable lawyers um choose or opt for it um i i i'll i'll, I'll try to go through it in a in, in a few minutes this three points mm -hmm. and the first one I, I i usually mention culture i mention culture because i think it's essential for us especially in this part of the globe um in the african continent to remember that the customary arbitration already forms an intrinsic part of our culture yeah right Yes, the, um, the uh, this alternative dispute resolution, uh, be it arbitration or, or mediation, already um, forms um, part of our culture. Yes, and and, and I think that um, a, a, a constant reminder of this helps the lawyers and the end users and the beneficiaries to opt for alternative dispute resolution. I'll just mention quickly under that heading mm -hmm. two elements. Okay which is um, the, the first is that um, 
in the customary arbitration, you find um, a, a group of people, be it the, here we have the, the, uh, the OB or the Iwe mm -hmm. or the chiefs yeah. who otherwise act as arbitrators over a dispute between the parties. Yeah. Right. When we go through the famous book written by Chino Achebe, Things Fall Apart, we will find a couple of instances, iconic scenes, where references have been made to the people or families being brought together and you have an arbitration over them. And mm -hmm. um, as a consequence, it shows firstly that the parties, the elements that the parties submit voluntarily, which is the same element overlapping with ADR, a voluntary submission, right? Mm. Yeah. The second is that the parties will accept the terms. And this, and this is what happens in customary arbitration. And this is exactly also the same that overlaps in our alternative dispute resolution, acceptance of the terms. Yeah. And then the third and the final one is that the parties, be they communities or kingsmen, they will also agree that they will be bound by the terms of that customary arbitration. And sometimes in order to be bound, it involves some form of oath taking mm -hmm. in our customary rudimentary arbitration. Yeah. And exactly this binding nature of the this alternative dispute resolution is the same that I'll say flows into the alternative dispute resolution now institutionalized. Hence, the first point of culture is key. I'll quickly move into the second one, realizing that we, our time may be running fast. Yeah, yeah, which is exactly. aware, awareness. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, there is need for a lot of awareness, and this is exactly what the Enugu State Multi Door Courthouse has been doing. Um, the director, um, Carolina Took, has taken advantage of the uh, the the new terrain um, to create what I call the new Mediterranean. Also, mm -hmm. right, we, we to to. In um in two thousand in March on uh, twenty sixth of March two thousand and nineteen, there was a workshop for judges and magistrates. Eventually, there was also another workshop for lawyers. Yeah. Continuously, there's been that capacity building for mediators to ensure availability, competence uh, during ADR intervention. So awareness is key for the lawyers, right? And the last part is also. Career, you remember that we're yeah. talking about the CSE culture awareness and career. So, yeah. If, if, for instance, um, some of the arbitrations and mediation done by lawyers count as part of their career path mm. for those who may want to be judges, who may want to be magistrates, who may want to ascend also to the uh, noble rank of um, senior advocate of Nigeria, if, for instance, this mediation or arbitration form part of the requirements we will also find that they will be more invigorated they will be more um, willing to explore those options because the career drive is also a heavy drive yeah for, for, lawyers. for lawyers so mm -hmm. i think that these three points are key in trying to um, bring it to life trying to help the lawyers to own the process Hmm. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I've learned, um, you know, I already, I know about the CAC, but, you know, this new CAC is, is quite, um, 
it's educative. Um, I've learned as well. So we have culture, we have awareness, and um, career. These are, you know, motivate m- motivating um, factors that would um, um, nudge lawyers to, you know, speak um, more or encourage their their clients to opt for ADR. Oh, um, thank you very much. Thank you once again, IK, for for throwing more light on this discourse. Um, I hope that potential users listening would not be discouraged by these points raised. Rather, they will be more convinced or eager to opt for ADR for for the settlement of their dispute. Stay tuned, same time next weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you so much.